Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. Hold on. Hey. Can I call you in a little bit? This is John Sepulveda. John hosts the California Report for KQED. And John's been pretty open about having used drugs in the past. In fact, in the middle of our interview, he got a call from someone who's been clean for years. Addiction will drive you to do crazy things. I get that. But the thing that those people need more than anything are other people. A recent report from the Centers for Disease Control shows that more than 5,000 Californians died last year from drug overdoses. That's about 800 more than the state previously estimated. And we should be really worried about this because officials say more and more of those deaths are because of fentanyl, a synthetic opioid that can be 100 times more potent than morphine. Today, what you should know about fentanyl. I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome to The Bay. John Sepulveda has been covering issues around drug use, drug policy, and drug culture for KQED. And he recently met up with Dr. Daniel Ciccaroni. C-I-C-C-A-R-O-N-E. I'm a professor of family and community medicine at University of California, San Francisco. He's somebody uh, like me. He's got two earrings and he wears, unlike me, really cool clothes and like um, just kind of has this real rock and roll attitude. Dr. Ciccaroni studies heroin use at UC San Francisco. And John talked to him because he's trying to understand what fentanyl's been doing to the Bay Area and why it's different from other drugs. So the thing about marijuana or cocaine or heroin is that they all have these nicknames. You know, you can call marijuana pot, ganja, uh, weed. You can call cocaine snow, blow. uh, I've even heard it called ice, although sometimes methamphetamine's called ice, heroin. Um, you know, I've heard it call everything from horse to H to different types of dragons. You call brown sugar, white China. Uh, there's a whole host of names. Fentanyl doesn't have any slang, according to Dr. Chikarone. There's no slang for fentanyl. You go to many places around the country and say, well, what do you call this? And there's a short pause and they say, well, I bought heroin. Right. Well, what do you call the fentanyl? Well, we, we just call it fentanyl. That 
adds up to what I've heard when people in the rooms that I, I'm in talk about heroin. They talk about heroin. No one talks about fentanyl. Then why is this finding its way into drugs? What, what's the purpose of it? It's cheap. It's easily manufactured. You know, fentanyl is made in the lab. You don't have to grow poppies and then wait twice a year to harvest your poppies. And because of the ease of production, because of its lighter weight, because it's more potent by weight, it gets to be shipped uh, um, uh, relatively easily. It can be concealed easily because it comes in small volumes. And because it's so much more potent than heroin, it's a very little amount of it will really could kill you but a very little amount of it, even tinier, can get you high. So where is heroin with fentanyl, or where is fentanyl showing up in in California, in the Bay Area? Fentanyl is showing up in, like, methamphetamine. Fentanyl is showing up in pills. Like, people are buying what they believe to be, like, illegal oxy um, cotton. And it turns out that it's, it's fentanyl manufactured in China, made in pill form in Canada. We're finding out, and this is becoming increasingly clear to myself and my team, that fentanyl is an imposed situation. It wasn't brought on by demand. It wasn't brought on by the desire for the drug. It's a contaminant, a poison, if you will, in the heroin supply. The truth of the matter is you don't need very much heroin to get high. Drug addicts like to see what they're about to consume. Uh, And so a lot of times fillers put in it. Right now, we're seeing this this change towards uh, a more powdery substance, more white. It's a lot, kind of like coarse baby powder, hmm. and that is being adulterated with fentanyl. And that makes up what we're talking about when we talk about heroin now. Basically, yeah. If you go to uh, many of the streets uh, of the places that we've been to, like Chicago, Baltimore, Charleston, West Virginia, suburbs and and small towns outside of uh, Boston, we find that people are buying heroin and the heroin has the fentanyl already mixed into it. Right now, they're really, I mean, there are different cartels, but it's all one group and they're Mexican cartels. And according to the DEA, they control more than 90% of the heroin that's coming into the United States. And what they're doing to get this product to different markets, whether it's West Virginia, um, Ohio, Massachusetts, or places like Bakersfield, they're putting fentanyl in this product. My local news talked to one man in Bakersfield who has lost four friends to overdoses in the past few years alone. Of course, these tragic events are not confined to just my district. They're happening everywhere across the country, coast to coast. Take us to Haight and Ashbury. In the 60s and 70s, there was this uh, drug culture that was pretty prevalent. I mean, Haight and Ashbury was definitely a place where you would, where you would see that openly. Mm-hmm. Now when you go there, I, th- I feel like it's changed a little bit, but it's still a place where you, you do find drugs. You had a bunch of really kind of pioneering rock bands and they all really praise this drug culture and dope would become an outgrowth of it. John and Dr. Ciccaroni met at Hate ashbury because this is where heroin's made a mark in the Bay Area. So um, David Smith, who's, who's the doctor who started the Hate ashbury Free Clinic, mm-hmm. this is where his uh, initial clinic was. Right here where it says healthcare is a right, not a yeah. privilege. This is the reason why Dr. Ciccaroni decided to do his research here at Haight-Ashbury. He came 
to the city and he was always interested in providing help to people with HIV, AIDS. He slowly shifted into treating people who have uh, drug problems and who injected drugs. There was a syringe exchange in here. This is where I started doing my research, was in that back door there. And this was an area uh, in the corner of Haight and Ashbury where he would do a lot of his work because that was where a lot of folks were. And it was at this point, you know, this is it, the city was a different place. There weren't as many tech bros. There weren't as much. There wasn't as much money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was kind of all right to run a needle exchange in the middle of the city. Um, but it got closed down by neighborhood opposition about I don't know, four or five years ago. But I did started all my research right here in that door. And the needle exchange was run there. Now it looks like a curious And, you know, now, Devin, they, like, sell, I don't know, I saw, yeah, like, these, so like, here. copper necklaces for $40 or something. I mean, it was ridiculous. Like, I was, like... <laughs> Not your thing? <laughs> the thing is, is that we know that fentanyl is is showing up there in the form of heroin. Um, and we know that because recently there were three deaths. Authorities say drugs bought on the street could be contaminated with fentanyl. Three men lying motionless in these doorways on Page Street, just steps from the school in the city's Haight-Ashbury district. So it sounds like Dr. Ciccaroni is on the ground talking with drug users and having a lot of conversations with people. What is he specifically looking for? You know, there, there's the, the data collection and the data researchers who really focus on the numbers and he's grabbing the qualitative data. How are people mixing their drugs? What are they using for needles? Like, how does the experience in West Virginia, where opioid addiction has absolutely ravaged that state, differ than what's happening in San Francisco, differ than what's happening in the East Bay, differ than what's happening in Fresno? Deaths due to heroin and fentanyl are increasing in California. They've uh, doubled, perhaps even tripled in the last uh, three, four years. That said, our rates, fortunately, our rates of opioid overdose are much lower than the high-impacted regions like the Midwest and Appalachia and New England. Because through telling the story of how people use drugs and how people talk about drugs and how people seek drugs, he can kind of get, from a public health perspective, a real idea of where the next wave of trouble is going to happen, what to be looking for. His job is essentially to research and find out like um, everything he can about opioids and other intravenous drugs. There's such a stigma attached to drugs and especially drugs that involve needles. We don't want to look at it. We don't want to talk about it. And those are the, the drugs, you know, I just think, I think a lot about my friend Kelsey and, um, There's a whole generation of people who are dying. And something's wrong when that's happening. I don't know what else to say, like, because there's like a bunch of personal feels, but it's just. So, I mean, you take a place like, like the Bay Area, San Francisco even, where we have these liberal ideas of like needle exchanges. Which are helpful. Which are helpful. They are helpful. So does that mean that the Bay Area or California is more prepared for this? You know, I don't know. The deaths in California have not been at the same rate that we've seen in other states. The United States tends to look at drug addiction as a choice and not as a disease. And 
as long as we continue to look at it that way, we're just essentially going to blame the user. We're going to say, you know what, it's really sad that you lost your mother, your father, your, in in my friend's case, you know, a mother and a daughter. Um, you know, that's sad, but they had a choice. And the truth of the matter is, is for addicts like myself, it, we we don't have a choice per se. Like I have a constant compulsion to want to use drugs, but if I can't talk about that and I can't seek support for that, then I'm much more likely to use. And that's the thing with the opioid crisis. Like people can look down on me and other addicts, but the truth of the matter is, is that this more than the crack epidemic or any other drug epidemic has touched every single strata of society in America. John, thanks. Yeah, thank you. Last year, 373 people died in California from fentanyl-related overdoses. That's a 57% increase from the year before. John Sepulveda hosts the California Report for KQED. If you subscribe to the podcast, you'll get the most important stories from around the state five days a week. And if you're lucky, Sepulveda might do this for you. On the floorboard of a Porsche while your mom gets divorces with Harrison Ford. Using way too many napkins. <laughs> I'm Devin Kadiyama. You've been listening to The Bay. I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.